Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4. My name is Todd Muller, sitting next to... Dustin Dinkins. And we are the RVing Dads Podcast. So today, we are going to be talking... Today, or is it tonight? I guess tonight. We're going to be talking about food in general and kind of cooking in an RV, more specifically. So I know we have quite a bit to talk about. I will say, Dustin, I feel like this episode you should probably tag Mrs. Denkins in. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's too early to burn. <laughs> I, uh, I have had the pleasure of, of, meeting, of, of eating some of Mrs. Denkins' food, and I have to say it is tremendously good. It is, but you know, actually, tonight Todd cooked for both of our families, so um, that was pretty good. That was good. It's not as good as when Mrs. Denkins cooks, though. <laughs> So, uh, the RVing Dads podcast is sponsored, as always, by Full-Time Families, a community of traveling uh, families. Uh, You can find them at fulltimefamilies.com or on Facebook. And this episode is also sponsored by Coalesco Consulting, uh, who specializes in uh, small business, human resources, and hiring. So, if you own a small business and need help with recruiting... Or uh, human resources, contact Colesco Consulting at colescoconsulting.com. That's C O A L E S C O Consulting.com. Indeed. So it is a uh, it's a beautiful Saturday evening here. We're uh, we're sharing a couple of drinks. We've had some a little bit of bourbon, a little bit of beer, maybe, and uh, we're sitting in a clam. Yeah, and in the distance we hear the chatter of our kids. I think our. Um, Several of our kids are playing in Todd's RV right now, uh, doing some Minecraft. Or I think that's what they're doing. Last time I was in there, it looked like they were playing some Minecraft. Uh, it sounds silly, whatever they're playing. It does. But what? they're having fun. You, you say it sounds silly, and maybe I want to back up here for a second, because I think we've, we started a few episodes by saying we're sitting in a clam. Maybe we should describe what a clam is for those who, people who don't travel. <laughs> yeah, what is a clam? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So a clam, and is clam a brand name? Clam is a brand name, yes. Okay, yeah. So it's a uh, quick set. It's a fast-setting, portable uh, screen tent. Yes. So like the screen tents of, of uh, a four, but in a quick set variety. Um, ours is a 12 or 15 foot diameter, roundish, round or six-sided? Yeah. I can't tell. That's a yeah, six-sided, roundish. Yeah, but it just pops up. It takes maybe 30 seconds to so just pop it up and... Uh, and it, Keeps out the bugs, and it's a nice setting. We have some lights in the ceilings, and uh, I think in most afternoons we're out here with the wives just chatting away. And yeah, it's a great little place, especially when it gets a little chilly. You put a propane fire pit in the middle; it keeps it nice and warm. And uh, just a suggestion: if clams listening and they're interested in sponsoring RVing Dad's <laughs> podcast, they certainly can. Yeah, is there like a hashtag for clam or something? I don't know. <laughs> we should probably check that out. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's stop that there and uh, dive into food. Food. So why are we talking about food today, Todd? Well, a number of reasons. One, I love food. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know it's fun to cook. I actually enjoy cooking. I I cook... uh, most most of the meals for my family I get to cook and I do it because I, I like to do it. Yeah, it's fun to cook. It's fun to eat. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to meet people too. It is. Yeah, there's been a 
we've met a lot of people along the, the way at, at either a, a potluck or you know chatting with some new people we've just met walking through the park and inviting them over for hot dogs or hamburgers or yeah there's nothing more inviting than the smell of a delicious meal on the grill absolutely and of course a big reason we both have kids kids yes. with empty <laughs> stomachs they just i don't know where the food goes but you just they keep shoveling it in so um as they grow they need more and more food they do my my youngest um is a boy and he will eat anything it doesn't matter if anyone has a leftover before they throw it away they simply hand it to my my son and, and he gobbles it up yeah, it's funny. I always cook for one extra kid because it seems like at any point in time, one of my kids is growing and they just eat twice as much food as normal. Yep, that's pretty normal. Um, so, of course, we travel full-time in an RV. And one of the challenges there is is cooking in an RV because I will say that I have never seen any RV with a gourmet kitchen. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, possible to fit a gourmet kitchen and space for children in an RV. It's like you have to choose one or the other. Yeah, absolutely. I know my RV has a little tiny bit of counter space and and a little bit of space to cook things on, um, but there's not a, lot of, not a lot of usable space for cooking. Yeah, so what kind of appliances do you use in your, uh, your kitchen to kind of make it usable to, to expand your tiny kitchen space? So one of the big ones, and if you're a full-timer, I'm sure you have it, and if you're thinking about full-timer, timing you probably google it is an instant pot now is it instant pot or insta pot todd well i will have to say it is an instant pot and i do see people say insta pot a lot my mother actually says insta pot and, and i it just gets on my nerves <laughs> okay <laughs> but anyway an instant pot is great i mean uh no two ways about it having an electric pressure cooker uh is a great way to go. You can just throw a bunch of food in there, you turn it on, and uh, out comes fully cooked, uh, great tasting meals after a, a very short period of time. Now, so, I was a little concerned because it's a pressure cooker and they have such a bad reputation of, well, exploding, right? Right. Yes, and I, I'm sure that is a concern. Uh, you know, and, and we probably had the same concern when we bought ours, but, uh, you know, from what I've seen, the Instant Pot is pretty safe. I've never heard of a problem with one of them. Yeah, that's the beauty of the Instant pots is they're electronically controlled so uh the pressure you know can't get can't uh, exceed the safe tolerances so uh we use them daily uh, i would say almost i hate to say almost all of our meals are cooked in an instant pot but a, a big majority of them are definitely cooked in the in the instant pot because it's so fast um you know when we're traveling you can cook fast you can cook a whole meal and it's just it's, it's crazy what you can do yeah, we use it for everything. I mean, everything from chili to it's great for soups, um, side dishes. We use it for rice. If we're having any kind of rice, we'll cook it in the Instant Pot. Um, pasta, we cook it in the Instant Pot. Uh, there's there's endless possibilities. I like how like tender, like a, when you cook like meat or something in there, it stays super tender because it's contained in that pressurized environment. Yeah, absolutely. Shredded chicken, you can do it all. Macaroni and cheese is a great, a great side dish to make in the Instant Pot, but... Much like, like Dustin, it is a big part of most of our meals. It's a single spot to throw all kinds of food into, turn it on, and it comes out great. And if you go to a, a gathering of other full-time RVers, it's undoubtable you're going to have an entire table of Instant Pots. Everyone yes. will bring their Instant Pot full of some delicious meal. Yep, 
Absolutely. So if you're thinking about going full time, uh, Instant Pot is definitely a, a thing to look at. It's, it's a quick way to look like an experienced RVer is to have <laughs> show up with your Instant Pot. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Go to a potluck with an Instant Pot, and everyone just assumes you're full timer. <laughs> so what else do we have out there? Um, so we use an induction skillet a lot, like just a little countertop induction unit that you sit a little copper skillet on and um, I'm a breakfast person myself so I love breakfast and that induction um, induction burner is perfect for me I can whip, a, whip up a couple eggs and uh, put some cheese on top and do it in no time I, I really love it yeah we have an induction burner as well um, now you're talking about eggs and breakfast and so forth I think there's another contender for a great breakfast maker we're going to talk about that a little bit later but uh but the induction burner is a great way to go. Uh, you know, one tricky thing with the induction burner is you do have to make sure that your cookware is able to be cooked on it. And you mentioned copper. Copper works on it. Uh, but any any frying pan, saucepan that you have that a magnet will stick to will work on an induction burner. Yeah, so we tried it with, uh, we used, so prior to the induction burner, we used the propane stove for everything. And uh, we used the, black oh cast iron cast iron yes um <laughs> so we use cast iron pans for everything um and we tried using cast iron on our induction burner but our cast iron pan had like uh grooves and stuff in the bottom of it and like uh, reliefs uh carved into it so it didn't um work very well with the induction burner i've since learned that you need a smooth bottom cast iron pan to work with an induction burner and you and you can buy a, a and i don't know the the technical name for it but it is just a flat piece of metal with a handle, um, and you can stick that on your induction burner, and then you stick any pot on top of that, and oh. it will work. So whether it's a, uh, a cast iron pan with grooves on the bottom, or just any old aluminum pan that doesn't work. That's a good idea. It does take a little longer, and it kind of takes away from the efficiency of the induction burner, um, but it will help it work. Nice. So after that, I know, just like Dustin, the induction burner is one of the, one of the favorites for us. Uh, we also have an electric skillet, which is nice when we want to cook inside. Um, you know, I have a family of five, and we, we want to make a lot of food. The electric skillet's great. We can do peppers and onions. We can do sausage in it. We can do anything on it. You turn the temperature to a set temperature, and it will stick it there. So if we want to do some, some frying, we can do it in the, the electric skillet as well. Do you guys have an electric skillet? No, no. We've just kind of migrated to the induction burner. We used to use a propane uh, burner a lot in our previous RV. This uh, RV we, we recently moved into had a, it actually had an in-counter induction unit, you know, a glass top, yep. um, which sounded great, but we lost a lot of counter space because of it. So what I did is I actually removed it, put a flat counter in, and then we have a countertop uh, burner on top so, uh, so we can pack it away and still have a full counter for preparing food. Yep. And actually, I did something similar. We had a, we actually had a full propane stovetop and oven, which I ripped out and um, replaced it with a solid countertop just to give myself more countertop space where I pull out my induction burner or I pull out my Instant Pot, depending on what we want to use. And then uh, for oven cooking, we use a couple different options. So one of the options is a New Wave. So New Wave, which is spelled N-U Wave, N-U-W-A-V-E, uh, is an infrared with heat and a little fan in it that moves things around uh, and it works pretty well for for 
baking and for roasting things. Uh, we actually bought ours when we were in the Florida Keys. Uh, we were in the Florida Keys a couple Thanksgivings ago and it was super hot and I do not like the heat. And my, my oldest daughter was insisting that we have a full Thanksgiving dinner. So I said, we are not cooking a turkey inside this RV because it's gonna heat the whole place up and it's gonna make me miserable. So we bought a new wave, cooked the turkey outside, 16 pound turkey in about, about an hour and 45 minutes, wow. two hours. So it did a really nice job. Any kind of roasting, new wave works really well. Now there's some other options. So if you're not looking for a new wave or, or a plug-in infrared slash convection oven, there are some regular air fryers or oven and air fryers. Yeah, there's some quite a few choices. So we had a, something similar, Todd. We had the propane oven um, mounted in our kitchen. Um, since we're RVers, we full-time, we need every ounce of space we can have. So what we ended up doing was pulling that out, like I had said, and put a countertop on. And we started uh, using a Breville oven. So it's an electric countertop oven. Um, so you can cook things in it like you would a traditional oven, but it also does, uh, it has an air fryer feature and a convection oven feature, just a couple other options. And uh, we love it, not only because it cooks great, uh, but also because we can move it. So when we're not using it, we can stow it in a, you know, in a, in a safe space and have the counter, but we can also move it outdoors like, like you do. So we can cook outdoors. Uh, so it's great for, for all those features. So um, we definitely like our Breville. Yeah, we do something similar. So I have the new wave that we usually use outside. I do have a, it's not a Breville, but I have a, an oven slash air fryer slash convection oven that I did install kind of in place of my previous propane oven, but it is mobile. So I can pop it out and bring it outside when I need to. Uh, we do use that quite a bit. Um, another item we've used in, in my RV, we had a, a microwave slash convection oven uh, that worked pretty well. Ours did break down recently, and because we have the, the oven air fryer, the like, like your Breville and the new wave, we decided we're just going to replace it with a microwave. And it comes in handy. The microwave is quick to heat some things up. And... Yeah, we also have a microwave. It, it is handy. It's, it's great because the kids can use it. They know how to use it, so they rely on it, whether it be popcorn or, uh, or other things. But the microwave is handy. Recently, we've been cooking a lot of our bacon in the microwave because it's so darn fast. Um, so again, I'm a breakfast guy, and having fast, good bacon in the morning is is pretty good with the uh, with the microwave. So that's good. So that's probably a good leading. We've talked about breakfast. Yeah. What's the about, best way to cook breakfast? Yeah, the, the best way to cook breakfast, and, and honestly, in my opinion, the the best way to cook a lot of things is a blackstone uh, blackstone. Uh, is it skillet grill? Uh, yeah, what do you call it? Blackstone grill, blackstone griddle. Um, but anyway, the Blackstone or competing, I mean, I know there's a number of other griddles out there that do the same as the Blackstone, but it basically gives you a big flat space where you can fry anything on a nonstick surface. I, I prefer to cook everything on the Blackstone. I think the only thing I can't cook is soup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm sure there's probably a recipe out there for cooking soup on a Blackstone. I probably wouldn't try it, but uh, uh, I know the Blackstone or the, or the griddle top has become... Uh, indis indispensable for us. We use it for everything from eggs to bacon to fried rice to just vegetables, stir fry, chicken, steak, burgers, you name it. You can cook everything on a Blackstone. Everything seems to taste a little bit better. I don't know why it is. It's It just tastes a little bit better. It's it's crispy and still juicy and it's really good. It does, for sure. And of course, you can't talk about a Blackstone without talking about Smash Burgers. 
Yeah, that's your that's like your 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 famous recipe here. That that is my my go to. I, I do enjoy a good smash burger, uh, and and I don't want to start any controversy because there are people that just believe a a burger cannot be cooked unless it's on charcoal. But uh, I do believe a the Blackstone smash burger. And what it really is is you take a a, a small meatball shaped piece of ground beef and you put it on the Blackstone and then you use a a heavy object. I have a bacon press I use, you can use some spatulas of course, and you squish it down and what it does is it creates a nice crisp outside to your burger with a nice juicy inside and, and I can vouch for that, they're very good <laughs> well I, I appreciate you saying that but uh, anyone can do it, it it's no special <laughs> recipe a- anyone with a blackstone right, know. anyone with a blackstone nice. and we, we uh, cooked breakfast the other day for our families we did, Bo- both on blackstones yep we did, we did we did uh, pancakes and bacon and sausage and eggs um, on, on both of our Blackstones. We, we both have a 22-inch. There's, they have some other options. They have a 17-inch, which is very portable and, and easy to take along with you. The 22-inch is a little less portable, but I find it to be a nice size for my family of five. And there's, there's large versions as well, just not usable in an RV. Yes, not quite as portable. Um, but, but the Blackstone is definitely something you should check out. Or I know Costco has their own version. Um, there's a couple other places that have their own version of the flat flat top griddles uh something you should definitely look at if you're looking at going full-time yeah I, I i mount mine on a little outdoor kitchen space and um they come with an adapter for small one pound propane tanks i threw that away and just used a, a use a regular 20 pound regular 20 pound propane tank and it lasts a good season uh for each one yeah it absolutely does I bought mine a long time ago, so it's just a Blackstone, but you bought yours more recently, and yours has extra features on it that mine doesn't. Yeah, mine, mine, we actually have the same base Blackstone, but mine came with a, a table that it sits on, along with a little extension to the table where I can put things on, and a metal lid. That lid seems to be really nice. It is. It protects it from the weather, um, but it also helps me if I'm trying to cook some vegetables, I can throw them on there, close the lid, and... and squirt a little water on it before I close the lid and they steam up and cook pretty quick. Nice. Does that help with the seasoning of the Blackstone as well? You know, I don't know if it helps with the seasoning. Seasoning is a big part. When you get it, it is a, a bare piece of metal and you do have to take some time following Blackstone's procedures to, <laughs> to season it. So I'm not sure if the, the, the hard top helps with that or not. Did you follow the regulations and do it properly? I did. I actually went to Blackstone's YouTube channel and I watched wow. the video for how to season a Blackstone. I didn't. I just started cooking on it. Um, it. It didn't work. I had to scrape it all off and try again. <laughs> I learned the hard way, but now yeah. it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, it does take a it does take a little while to, to season it, but once you do, it it stays seasoned. It's very similar to a cast iron pan. So, what did you do before a blackstone? Yeah. So before the blackstone, uh, I just used a regular propane grill. I did very similar. I had a, I had a Weber Q twenty two hundred, which was still their portable unit but it was a little bit bigger so that my I could fit enough food on there for my family and I love the Weber Q and as a matter of fact after I bought my Blackstone I kept my Weber Q for about three to four months yeah and it finally dawned on me that I hadn't used my my Weber since I had gotten the Blackstone so I did get rid of it just a little extra weight a little extra space I didn't want to take up um but uh if you're looking for just a grill the Weber Q is great uh, I have a friend who travels actually with a charcoal Weber. Oh wow! Weber, Weber kettle because that's that's what he wants to cook on, so he does that. I, I use the very inexpensive, uh, like a Coleman fold-up uh, propane one, and 
it would only last a year before it rotted out, but it was fine. But I did the same. I carried it around for a few months until I realized I would never cook on it again once I had the, the Blackstone. Um, but some of our friends have uh, even bigger units, um, like smokers and, and other appliances like that. Yeah, there's some, some options out there. I know Traeger makes a small smoker uh, for traveling. Uh, I will say I met a family up in Maine about a year ago, maybe two years ago, and they traveled with a, a full-size pellet smoker that he uh, modified to fit on the back of his RV just so he could have it with him at all times, uh, which was, was great for, for him, and it was great for me when I was with him because I got to eat some great meat off of it. Yeah, we have a, a friend uh, that we met recently that... Um carries a full-size smoker as well and it's it's huge i couldn't believe the size of it they tear it down in pieces and store it in their vehicle when they're traveling um, and same way for me I, I would not have one personally but i love to have friends who have one yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely um, so there are a lot, a lot of options out there and if you have priorities as, such as smoking or a big grill uh, you can certainly make it work traveling full-time uh, it just happens to be where your priorities are and what you want to take with you absolutely so uh, any fancy kitchen remodels that you've done well I talked about a little bit about it before uh, I actually did rip out my propane oven uh, my propane stove and I, I put in a full countertop I put in a new sink that was a little bit bigger a little deeper than what I had in there just to give myself a little a little more space to cook and a little more space to clean and now, depending on the meal, I can pull out my Instant Pot, or I can pull out my induction burner, or I can pull out my electric skillet, uh, or my new wave, it all fits on the countertop. Uh, obviously, the, the, the Blackstone I use outside, and uh, where my oven used to be is now my, my oven air fryer slash convection oven. How about you? Yeah, it, actually, pretty similar story, Todd. Uh, we pulled out the, the oven and the, the range in our RV and just put a solid countertop over it with um, shelves below it to store the induction burner and the, the electric oven and things like that. Um, it just gives us more flexibility because then we can pull it outside. And, and that's kind of the biggest change I've made is I added an outdoor kitchen, I call it, uh, which is basically a, one of our, our basement bays has a, a Moride sliding rail on it. And so I can slide it out, it's just a countertop, and on that countertop I can, uh, I, I keep the Blackstone, but I can also put the oven or the induction plate. Um, it just allows us to cook inside or outside, depending on the weather or, um, you know, if the counter is full of dishes, it's easier to cook outside than do the dishes, right, so. Yeah, absolutely, and, and with an RV, one thing you'll learn quickly is that uh, it's, hold, it's, it's hard to hold a temperature. So if it's hot outside, one of the last things you want to do is start cooking inside because that will raise the temperature of the inside of your RV and your air conditioning will never catch back up. So it's nice to be able to take your, your air fryer or your, your instant pot or your electric skillet and bring it outside and cook outside when you can so that your air conditioning can keep your, your RV cool. And, and a little travel hack for those who don't use it. So uh, if you're at an RV park and it's hot and you have both your air conditioners running and everything else cooking, you're using a lot of the power from your pedestal, right? But say you want to cook a turkey at the same time. For, like Todd said, you don't want to cook it in your oven, uh, in, in your house, because it's going to warm it up. But also, you may trip your breaker because they, have, they consume a lot of power. Um, so a travel hack that I like is I'll just run an extension cord from my, from my Breville or my, my oven that's sitting outside directly to the pedestal. 
um, or to a neighbor's pedestal if they're not there. Right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then I can you know consume that power without break you know blowing the the breaker that my RV is running on. So um, so consider that a, a travel hack if you would. Yeah, absolutely. I've done that myself. Stick <laughs> the extension cord across the across the RV park. So we talked a little bit about all the cooking that we do. Yeah, we make it seem like we cook all the time. But one of, one of the great advantages of traveling is... Eating out. Yes, is eating out. So everywhere you go, they have some kind of local specialty that, as part of traveling, it's almost your requirement to experience it. What's your, what, what do you look for? So whenever we move to a new location, sometimes I know what the, what the specialty is, sometimes I don't. Um, and I will spend a little time doing a little research to find out what the local specialty is. And if they don't have one, I always like a, like a good burger. Yeah, I, I love checking out the best burger places in most towns. Uh, my wife likes to look for the top top three restaurants in the town and see if any of those we can we can visit. Um, the yep. donuts are always a good standby. Donuts are a great standby. Um, I, I don't love Yelp for a lot of things, but there are some times when we pull into town, I'll open up Yelp uh, just to see what the, the the local restaurants are. We found some some great restaurants through Yelp. Um, something that we probably never would have gone into because it didn't look great from the outside, but based on the reviews, we'll go take it, uh, check it out, and uh, we've been really pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I like just eating the local food, whatever the local specialty is, whether that's you know deep dish pizza or uh, Sonoran hot dogs. Have you had Sonoran hot dogs in uh, like Tucson area? I don't think I ever have. Oh, they're really good. You should try them out. Yeah, it's um, it's like a well, it's a hot dog, obviously, right. uh, but it's in a special bun that can contain all these toppings. A specially picked bun that uh, has a good weight varying capacity. Excellent. Uh, right. Yeah, so it's very filling. Yes, and, and it's funny when you when you travel, the food that you find. You know, originally my family and I are from upstate New York, and um, while we have what I would consider good Mexican food, uh, it, it turns out it's more Tex-Mex. Uh, and if you get down into Tucson and you get down into Arizona and you actually have real Mexican food, it's very different. But boy, is it good. Yeah, so many places have great food. Um, and we tend not to even know about it until we're there and we try one of the local places and uh, we're really surprised with some of the food and, and the different ways that people cook food. Yeah. One thing my, my family and I do, and this is probably a little, a little odd, but uh, if anyone watches the, the Cooking Network or food, TV, food Network, I'm sorry, not the Cooking Network, Food Network, uh, you'll see diners, drive-ins, and dives, and uh -huh. some of those other shows that travel around and go to different restaurants. Um, we love to go to some of those restaurants. We'll see it on a on an episode, or or if we're going to a, an area, we'll we'll search for you know TV episodes that were filmed in that town or that city, and then go check out the restaurant after uh, somebody from the Food Network's been there. How about just regular eating out? Are there any any favorites your family have? Any any chains or fast food places that you like to hit when you when you're not sure what to get? Yeah, it's hard, right? So we have a family of six. Um, and our kids range in, in age, and they all tend to have different likes and dislikes. But uh, one of our favorites across the country is Freddy's. Freddy's um, uh, steak burgers and frozen custard. And so that's one one that kind of everyone uh, really enjoys. How about you? Yeah, Freddy's is a great choice. Um, I'm actually a little partial to Culver's. Culver's, I, of course, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm from Michigan, so it's like there's Culver on every, on every street corner. Right. You can't go wrong with a good cheese curd. <laughs> well, although you did mention Hardee's earlier. Now, one of the unique things about traveling is you get to try similar restaurants and, and find out they're very different. So I've had Hardee's before. 
and I've had Hardy's breakfast. And I was never really impressed with the the biscuits until I came to Michigan to visit Dustin. And Dustin <laughs> happened to tell me, you know, the, the local Hardy's has a great biscuit. They do, yes. So even if you get a chance to, uh, even if you're traveling around and going to the same fast food places, you're probably going to find some different, some changes depending on where you are. Just ask the locals. Yeah, absolutely. Ask the locals. They'll tell you the best place to go. If you have any questions about uh, eating in an RV or cooking in an RV, uh, feel free to contact us, Dustin at RVingDads.com or... I am Todd at RVingDads.com. Yeah, or just uh, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, any of those. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about what we do and uh, how we can help you. Um, but again, uh, RVing Dads is sponsored by Full-Time Families, the community of uh, traveling uh, families uh, available at fulltimefamilies.com. And this episode by Colesco Consulting, uh, helping small businesses with hiring and recruiting or just general HR. Uh, so check them out at coalescoconsulting.com. And before we wrap up this episode, I would like to mention that uh, in future episodes, we're going to be taking some, some of our listeners' questions. So we want to hear from you. Uh, we've posted a couple questions on Instagram and Facebook, so get over there and, and, and ask your questions you want to hear answered on our podcast. Of course, you can email them to us as well. But other than that, we're glad you listened to this, and uh, we hope you found some value in this podcast, and if it was only for entertainment, 